is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. So I've got a bit of a humiliating story to share. Have I ever shared a humiliating story? I think you have, but I'd like to hear more. Like, you just look pathetic. What's that? Stooping over to the microphone. <laughs> Shut you up. can't use your arm. You're just <laughs> pathetic. Um, so I had to take Aaron to a buddy's house. Okay. She would have driven... But she totaled the minivan on day six of her. So she's not, she has no driving privilege. So the, there is no minivan. The minivan is oh, dead. Not, it's probably a four inch by four inch cube right now. Victory Auto Wreckers? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Michelle did find a place where she donated, and we're not, I mean, we'll get a tax benefit of 1600 bucks. Oh. So somebody bought that pizza. It's not that uh, cars for kids thing, is it? I don't, I don't. Yeah, we're funding so the jingle runs more. <laughs> oh my god! All right. So she wanted she wanted me to take her to a, a buddy's house, and I said, "Well, I got to pee first, okay?" All right. And her eye starts to roll. Like, All, right. <laughs> All right. So I go to the bathroom. Yeah. You know, close the door, and like within three seconds, she goes, "I'm not hearing anything." Wow. And I'm like, "Dude." I'm, I'm 60 years old. Yeah. It's, it, I'm not what I used to be, man. So I explained to her that as yeah. men get older, sometimes <laughs> it takes a little while for the process, the launch sequence to start. Right, right? exactly. It's yeah. not like I'm not trying. I'm, well, I'm, well, and then and then she made me lose focus, so the process just starts over again. Right? That's, that's a tough crowd. Yeah. That's so a- for our 60... 60- year old listeners which i think are 97 percent of who are listening <laughs> we, we should really men, take a look at the demographics the men, you know what i'm talking yeah. about right we have a 55 plus crowd of people that listen to podcasts <laughs> right, right so there's yeah. 11 of you right <laughs> but no we do appreciate everybody being part of the show and it is time for that show it's called minutia men the following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Man, Man with Rick and Dave. Yeah, in all honesty, you are, it looks like your arm's doing better. My arm is doing better. Uh, I have a, a brace on yeah. it now. And, uh, you know, I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. But I have no use of my hand. The, the nerves... Uh, were damaged or uh, stretched, Stretch. they call it, and it takes a while for the nerves to uh, regenerate. Mm-hmm. And since, yeah, yeah, whatever, we got to show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rick, can you cue up the Hitler jingle, please? Well, I thought you were going to ask for the uh, Minutia Men quiz oh, jingle. Yeah, it, do you have the Hitler jingle? This is a kind of a twofer. Okay, can I, you do the Hitler I, jingle? Yeah, one handed. But uh, if you want to just keep throwing fastballs at me. <laughs> Let me just figure it out here. So, how are you? Things uh, going well for right. you? You yeah. know the, uh, you know we had a little car trouble. And the car stopped. Okay, the car went. Uh, car went out. In How's Aurora. your pissing going? Is it a <laughs> I, well, I addressed I, ad- I address that. I addressed that a few minutes ago. All right, here we go. Did Dave really find another story about Nazis? Another one. <laughs> this story comes out of beautiful East Lansing, Michigan. Okay. Michigan State deeply sorry after Hitler image <laughs> appears on video boards before the game. I saw this. <laughs> this is so great. Michigan State on Saturday night said it's deeply remorseful after the university <laughs> received backlash after an image of Adolf Hitler appeared on its video boards during a pregame trivia segment. Uh, and look at this. I showed you. I sent you the picture. He yeah. smiled. It's like yeah. a pretty it's nice a picture nice of Hitler. Picture. He's kind of smiling. He's a either. good guy. The image, which came after a prompt 
asking where Hitler was born. So they were doing one of those wacky <laughs> trivia sure, things. As yep. you will during <laughs> right. a football game. So wacky was, trivia questions about Hitler. So where was Hitler born? <laughs> and, uh, um, was it Linz, Austria? I think it was oh, yeah. Linz. Um, MSU is aware that inappropriate content by a third party source <laughs> was displayed on the video board. Prior to the start of tonight's football game, MSU Associate Athletic Joseph Gobolskis, <laughs> no, Matt Larson, said in a written statement, we are deeply sorry for the content that was displayed, as this is not representative of our institutional right. values. We told uh, him Martin Borman, no yeah, one right, higher. Right, right, exactly. Maybe uh, a Julius uh, Stryker, uh, yeah, yeah. but absolutely not Hitler himself. <laughs> yeah, right. You couldn't have done an Albert Speer? Um, and how much you want to bet that this third party source is some unpaid intern. Yeah, right. right? You exactly. Know? Uh, so, like I said, um, they did this. Now, I'm sorry, did someone say Hitler trivia? Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Minutia quiz. Time now for a Minutia Man. Minutia Man. Minutia quiz. Okay, question one. Is, is this from a third party source? No, this no. is. Okay. Well, I lifted it from the internet, so I have okay. no idea yeah, if any so of this is true. Of. Hitler loved Disney movies. Okay. Okay. And maybe because is this is true or false. No. Th- All right. No. No. That's uh, true. That's true. And okay. perhaps it's because Walt Disney was an anti-Semite. But yeah. Which of the following was his favorite Disney character? Okay. okay. Uncle Remus. <laughs> okay. Winnie the G- Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> uh huh. Snow White. Or Shecky the Eighth Dwarf. I'm gonna say it's not Shecky. <laughs> okay, uh, it's, it's Snow White, isn't it? It is Snow White. Yeah. Adolf Hitler loved the cartoons of Walt Disney and was a huge fan of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It is kind of a Germanic thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, because it's a Germanic folktale. Yeah. Um, the Nazi propaganda ministry brought dozens of prints of Disney films, especially Snow White, um, and they would show them. Yeah. Like one hit on movie night. Okay. That's sure. movie night. Yeah. You know? Sure. You get your Lenny Riefenstahl followed <laughs> right. by. Yeah. By. Uh, right. There. Okay. What was Hitler's favorite soccer team? Although, you know, they call it football. In your yeah. Life. Okay. Was it Bayern Michigan, Munich? Yes, it was. Hamburg? Austria, Austria National or the LA Cosmos? It was definitely Bayern Munich. Trick question. He hated soccer and thought it was boring. I'm not kidding. What? Yeah. Hitler had no team he supported. Another reason to <laughs> hate that guy. Didn't care for the sport itself and likely only watched part of one German football match. And that was an Olympic match between Germany and Norway. And legend has it that after Norway scored a goal, Hitler stormed out of the stadium in a rage. Okay. So not a football player. All right. <laughs> Uh, what was Hitler's favorite song? Okay, hold on. All right. Uh, ACDC, I've Got Big Balls, which is okay. ironic because he only had one testicle. Right, but right. it could be big. Uh, when You Wish Upon a Star. All right. 99 Back to Luft, the Disney. Uh, 99 Luft Balloons or Two Live Crews Pop That Coochie. <laughs> I'm going to go with Pop That Gucci. <laughs> yeah, all right. When These you, are pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, I know. When you wish upon a star. Uh-huh. Hitler reportedly relaxed by whistling tunes, including when you wish upon a star. He entertained dinner guests by whistling and performing. Um and in the wow, mo- imagine how <laughs> imagine how bad those dinner parties are. <laughs> yeah, past the schnitzel. No wait, no wait. <laughs> Have you heard Musi Dead? Musi Dead. Melancholy baby. Uh, and I guess when the follow- following the fall of Paris in June 1940, yeah, Hitler went on like a whistling 
medley. Oh, did he? Yeah, really? He was just whistling all okay. around. So now I did stumble. Here's another video. Do you have it? <laughs> oh, that 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 did yeah. not that that look did not look. So, uh, um, so I went down the Hitler rabbit hole, which okay. I do six five yeah. six times a week. You're probably anyways. on some list. Have you ever considered that? Yeah, that you're like on some list. <laughs> uh, and uh, I stumbled upon audio. Do you have it? Yes. Uh, this is the only recording. Now, this is totally true. Okay. Yeah. This is the only recording of Adolf Hitler in a normal speaking voice rather, voice rather than the... Okay. So, here it is. All right. This is 13 minutes long, by Just, the way. Uh, um, fast forward. During his lifetime, yeah, but also fast forward in studies to afterwards, Hitler has been... River- three minutes or whatever. All right, here we go. That's his real Isn't that weird? You know what? I got to tell you. That freaks me out. Isn't it weird? Because he's a normal person. Well, I mean, he could be one of my uncles. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is is what they sound like, exactly (laughs) like this. Uh, uh, he it? even had a little bit actually here's the big shocking part is someone who speaks German that was Hochdeutsch he was speaking like the Queen's German oh, if you will okay it it was not like a slangy no, no, no not at all wouldn't have been cool if he had like a Brooklyn accent <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's even spookier <laughs> that he didn't, that he had like yeah, a, per- a... I mean, uh, he was a, a like I'm a invading Austria boy. here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, no, uh, he's really more of the Alabama German variety. Right, right. Yeah. He's the... Right. Where your friends, where your the, people are from. That's where my people yeah, are from. Yeah. All right. Well, are we done with Hitler? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not sure, yeah. actually, but... For me right now, I'm not okay. Well, thank you. I always appreciate your Hitler contributions. Uh, I have something that wants... I'm going to raise the level of uh, discourse here. Okay. All right. Now, what's the biggest subject that we talk about in Chicago? What's... If it unifies Chicago. Like, I'll tell you a quick story. I was at the Jewel uh, in line. Yeah. And there was a guy behind me who had... uh, Who looked like... I'm just going to say it. I'm not making a judgment, a Trumper. Okay. You know, right. like an angry Trumper. Okay. Somebody cut in line in front of him and he went apeshit yeah, yeah. and was just ripping this poor woman. She didn't see that he was in the line. She apologized immediately, but he still like looked to the end of the line and said nasty shit to her. I turned and saw he was wearing a bear's hat. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, and I went up to him and I said, man, did you see the game? Yeah. And then we talked about the Bears, and the temperature oh, level right. went right yeah. down. In Chicago, right, any right. fight can be de-escalated by going... But low. now, if you listen to sports talk, it's the other way around. Sports talk, they get very fiery and in your face. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that sports talk should have a more of an element of class to it. Okay. Like Hitler's English. Very or, much like English, Hitler's English. Like, what if sports talk... Uh, incorporated more Shakespeare, for oh, instance. Ooh. Well, uh, you are raising the level. I am. And in bar. fact, I, with your help and some other people, have created what that might sound okay. like. Okay. All right. All right. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. 
Welcome back to the Rocky and Charlie show. We still got a few lines open, so light them up like Christmas trees. We're talking about Mike McCaskey. What will he do to get a new stadium? Mr. To be or not to be is always crying. And not to be is the answer to the stadium question. Bobby from Blue Island, you're on the air. Bobby! Yeah, McCaskey's just greedy, you know? He's like Macbeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got a good place and all, but he wants to kill the king anyways to get a better place, you know? Thanks, Bobby. We got Danny from Bensonville on line two. Danny! Hey, guys, what's up? You are, my friend. I think we got bigger problems than where we play. What about the quarterback? We got one guy with a neck injury, another guy who ain't done squat in Seattle. We need a horse back there. Did you say horse? A horse, a horse. My kingdom for a horse. <laughs> ain't it the truth? Now is the winner of our discontent. Hey, thanks for the call there, Danny. Line tree is Al from the northwest side, Al. Hey, friends, air fans, countrymen. I come to bury McCaskey, not to praise him. Hey, watch it there, pal. Mark Antony tried to make Brutus think he was on his side, too. I got my eye on you. It too, L. All right, you got me. Let's face it, guys. McCaskey is losing money on this team. Edgar and Daly won't ever decide on a stadium. They're like this the Montagues so and the Capulets. He should move the Bears out of town. You know what the Bard would say to that? Parting is, is such, such sweet, sweet sorrow. sorrow. See ya. <laughs> That's what it would sound like, David. Yes, that was recorded 30 years ago. I was. Am I on that? Yeah. Which one am I? Uh, yeah, I think you were the first caller, the second caller. I yeah. No recollection. <laughs> no recollection of no doing that. that. Um, yeah. I do have a review, though. Okay. Yo Yo Manny Six. Oh, love him. Ten twenty one twenty three. That was just. Four days ago, or okay. whatever. Sure, I love the big name guests, but really love the lesser known guests. Very fun. And again, that was via Apple Podcast on Yo Yo Manny Six. Okay, thank you, Yo Yo Manny. It's time for another feature. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So, uh, Dave, this uh, has kind of been a big week here at the Kemper household. Uh, Little Tommy Kempfer, my uh, my oldest son, oh my God, had a birthday. Is he, is it, He's 28. I was going to say, oh my God. <clears throat> 28 years old. And I, I happened to be looking through some old audio. That's where I found that Shakespeare yeah. thing. <laughs> but I also found this, which is my phone call to the radio station from the delivery room. Oh my God. This is uh, like... Two hours after I became a father for the first time you know, ever. We were, we were just talking about this before we went on air, yeah. that everything in our lives are is for content for this show. Yes. Right? Which is an, uh, the same thing that happened yes. 30 years ago. You just needed content to fill. I did. So I had to have some children. Right. It turns out I didn't really think that <laughs> yeah, went through. Right, right, right. But I did get a lot of bits out of it. Um, and this is one of them. Here we go. Oldies 104.3 WJMK, 12 minutes after 6 o'clock uh, with John Rickards, Landecker, Vicki Truax. Uh-oh, the warm line, the private line is ringing. Hello. 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 Hi. You are? I'm a papa. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. A boy or a girl? A boy. I knew it. What's his name? Thomas Peter. Thomas Peter. What time? 4.06 a.m. How's everybody doing? Great. Bridge is fine? Bridge is fine. Is she exhausted? She's exhausted. She's holding uh, Thomas right now. How much did you weigh? Aww. Seven pounds, three ounces. Aww. Aww. 
Seven pounds, three ounces. Oh, and recorded how- the whole thing on Dad. Dad, that's... You're kidding. She never said turn it off? No. I what hit a it, uh, Everything's I a bit. In a nice place where it didn't get in anybody's way. By the way, that's digital audio tape. That's correct. That's right. We have Thomas's birth... On tape. On tape. Yes, we do. Oh, and what a good sport Bridget and, uh, is. Pardon me? We got his first bath on tape, too. Or his uh, first cry. Aww. Something tells me we better go out and buy more tape. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here comes his first eyelid. Okay, let's get that on tape. Here comes his first toe. Oh, look, let's get that on tape. Oh, I, I think he's moving his lips. Let's hey, get that on tape. Hey, Rick. Yeah. Don't you just want to... Hug and kiss him all the time. time. (laughs) He's so damn cute. Oh, Oh, he's crying. Is he crying? (laughs) Is that him? That was it? That was him. Wow. His debut. My God. That kid has got some some lungs, huh? He sounds like he's two years old. He's got some pipes on him. (laughs) He's got some pipes on him. Whoa! Does he want to come in and do a few (laughs) talkovers? Hey, what? How many pounds was he? Seven Seven pounds, three ounces. Man, that was loud. Yeah. And how long is he? He's 20 inches long. Wow. 20 inches. Fantastic. How exciting. It was so cool. I loved every second of it. What was it like? Tell me. What was it like? Rick. Rick! Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so surprised he's a little zoned out. You've been up all night? (laughs) You know what? I have. What was it like? It was like Alien. It was like the movie Alien. The the baby just kind of popped out, looked around. It was so cool. Shot across the floor? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) Jumped up and sucked my eyes out. No, it was was so cool. Left up on my face mask? (laughs) (laughs) It was unbelievable. Sigourney with his portals open? Sigourney Weaver came in in some sort of... Mechanical device. It you was unbelievable. Guys, uh, you it guys, you guys. Anyway, so this little li- <laughs> this baby is in liquid for nine months, and so they have to look a little wrinkly and red and stuff. It you was know? the most beautiful experience oh. of does, my life. Does he have hair? Yeah, he does. Oh, what color that was the is the first conductor? thing we saw was his hair. I was like, ah, oh, what is that in there? That's his hair. <laughs> oh, wow. well, let's. Tape his first hair. <laughs> Here's his first hair. <laughs> Let's tape his first hair. <laughs> well, we got to go. I got to take her up to the recovery room. Okay. Oh, well, uh, gosh. That's so terrific. That's congratulations. Great. Our congratulations to everybody. Thanks a lot. Say your mom's there. Is she sort of sort of pleased, too? Oh, uh, no. She, she went home. Oh, she went home? She went home like 10 o'clock last night. Have you told her yet? Uh, yeah, I called her. Where were we? How, what call were we? You were on call two, actually. Wow. Oh. Oh. This call was oh. call two. Wow. Well, you get the idea. Um, uh, what was the dog in the back? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> was he born in the wild? I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. I did hear a dog, too. <laughs> well, anyway, that's that's 28 years wow. ago this week. Uh, little Tommy Kemper. Wow. And he was used on the show uh, quite a bit. 1,200 times. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, congratulations. Oh, thank Happy you. Birthday. Um, hey, I got another story. Do we have time? Yes. Uh, the story comes out of Spain. Have you ever been to Spain? I have been to Spain, yes. Um, I really want to go to Spain. I hear it's beautiful. Uh, it is. I've been to Barcelona, which is pronounced, by the way, Barcelona. With a T? Barth, like a, like you've got a lisp. Barcelona. Oh. That's how they pronounce it. Well, here's the headline. Man arrested for faking heart attack 20 times at restaurants to avoid paying bills. <laughs> 
A 50-year-old man from Lithuania. Yeah, was his name David Stern. <laughs> was recently arrested in Spain after allegedly faking heart attacks at several restaurants in, an or- in order to avoid paying the bill. The man, who is only identified as Adis J., has tried the scam at least 20 times over the past year. <laughs> and restaurants are now, they took a picture of him. You know what it reminds me of? Sanford and Son. Most recently, the man ordered a seafood paella with two whiskeys at the El Buen Coma, Coma restaurant in late September and had a bill of $34.85. Euros, okay. Which is about... Yeah, 35 bucks. And um, the man attempted to leave without paying, but the restaurant staff stopped him. And as soon as they stopped him, he grabbed his chest, ran or fell on the floor and faked a heart attack. Okay. <laughs> now, evidently, this restaurant knew that this guy was. Yeah. I mean, I, it's the heart attack guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So they, instead of calling the ambulance, they called the police. Okay. And they came and they arrested him. Now, this could not happen in the U.S., why is that? Because the ambulance would have cost like $1,600. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Spade, I give evidently. Yeah. It's, uh, um, have you ever faked an illness to get out of anything? No. Nope. Really? Never have. Really? Nope. Not a single time. Have you prolonged? Have okay. you... Hey, you know what? It's time for another story. Uh, let's... Uh, my story... Uh, you're going to like this one because it's, it's Hitler adjacent. Okay. So All we right. are talking about Hitler again. Um, this is about celebrity spies. Oh, right. There's a new book out about celebrity spies and I'm going to, I've turned it into a quiz for you because uh, we can't have too many quizzes sure. on the show, but I have to put down the microphone now because I've only got one functional hand and I'm going to go over here and get, uh, the clip. I'm just describing to you what I'm doing. Okay. Good. Um, because uh, I cannot find the (laughs) There it is. And here we go. Time now for a Minutia Man. Minutia Man. Minutia Quiz. That was worth waiting for, wasn't it? (laughs) Yes. Okay, here we go. All right, I'm going to tell you four celebrities. Okay. Um, Three of them were really spies that actually served as spies. Okay, I know a couple. And the fourth one is is a fake. Okay. Okay. Uh, First... First four are Josephine Baker, okay. the singer. Yeah, a Mo Berg. Okay, uh, he was a spy. catcher. Yeah, I know he's a spy. Ian Fleming, the author. Hmm. Okay, and Greta Garbo, the actress. So three of them were spies. Three of them were spies. Uh, well, I know that Mo Berg was. Mo Berg was. In fact, he was sent to kill Heisenberg. Um, Breaking Bad. <laughs> Werner Heisenberg, German physicist, and been found out because they thought he was about to produce the bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moberg found out that he wasn't close to doing it, and so he didn't have to kill him. Moberg was Moberg also a baseball player. He was a catcher for the for White the, Sox and the Tigers too, and right? the Red Sox. Oh well. Uh, so we've got Josephine Baker. Who is it? Ian Fleming and um, Greta Garbo. I'm going to say Ian Fleming was not a spy because that's just too. Ian Fleming was a spy. Really? In fact, he concocted schemes that British commandos used to undermine the German war effort. One of his ideas, planting false plans on a dead body, was used to mislead the Nazis before the Allied invasion of Sicily. That's misinf- That's fake news. It you is can't fake do news. That. You can't lie. So it's either Josephine Baker or Greta Garbo. I'll say Greta Garbo. That's correct. She played Matahari in a movie and once received a fan letter from Hitler, but she wasn't a spy. Oh. 
Josephine Baker uh, wrote secret notes in invisible ink on her sheet music and hid messages in her clothes after she uh, wined and dined Nazis. Was that... In Paris. Wasn't that the inspiration <clears throat> for the Inglorious Bastards character? Could be. Yeah. Could be. Okay. All right. Next one. Mm-hmm. Ted Williams, Harry Houdini, Cary Grant, or Errol Flynn? Three of them are spies. Three of them were spies. <clears throat> According to a new book. All right. Well, Houdini. So what are they? Who are they? It's Ted Williams, Harry yeah. Houdini, Cary Grant, Errol Flynn. I'll say Errol Flynn. Errol Flynn was a spy, but he was a spy for the Nazis. <laughs> Not the best David His to play secretary for. found letters from high ranking Nazis after his death. Really? Yeah. Um <clears throat> Cary, I think Cary Grant could have been a spy. Was Cary Grant a spy? He was. Okay. Um Ted Williams? I mean he he was a fighter pilot, right? Yeah. Who's the other one? Who's the third one? Harry Houdini. I'll say Houdini was not a spy. Harry Houdini, as he performed in Germany and Russia in the years leading up to World War I, the magician took note of troop movements and military equipment and filed regular intelligence wow. briefings in London. So it's Ted Williams. Ted Williams was just a fighter pilot. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Cary Grant, by the way, worked for the FBI and British intelligence in Hollywood to ferret out Nazi sympathizers. Yeah. So... There you go. All right. We've, we have given you more Nazi content this week than ever before. Well, we have a celebrity potpourri that doesn't have any Nazi comment. We so do. Should I get to, to that? Yeah, yeah, get to the jingle. I'd I, love to get to that jingle yeah, right now. That's why. That's I, what I'm going to do is get why. to that jingle. Here okay. we go. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Okay, so I'm going to take this one. Oh, you want to do it? As a, okay. As a, um, so uh, this is from Paul. Yeah. Okay. Um, my this, is, this letter starts. My wife and I were flying to New York City for Paper Week, and I don't know about you. You've never been to Paper Week. <laughs> it happens uh-huh. in March every year. I think this I, is why you want to do this one. <laughs> I think that. Uh, some of the best times of my life. Is Paul paper. someone from your paper or your I'm previous just, paper life? I'm just going to say that uh, we have a little connection. Okay. But I remember a symposium on 12-point code at one side uh-huh. cover. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it was 1990. Oh, my God. Yeah. my mind. So <laughs> Paul g- continues. We connected through Philadelphia to save money. Because even then, paper, you know. Sure. Frugal. Yeah. We hit turbulence on the way into Philadelphia. When we went to connect to New York City... I noticed that there was a very attractive Hispanic lady right behind us in line. Okay. Uh, The flight from Philadelphia to New York City was ultimately canceled. And my wife and I discussed that we could get on a train and be in New York City in less than three hours. Right? New York. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So we asked the airline to bring out our bags. As we were at baggage claim, I noticed that same very attractive lady was right behind us. And she asked if she could tag along. Sure. Who are you to say no to an attractive Hispanic lady? (laughs) When her bags came out, I noticed that she had two suitcases and two hanging clothes bags. Uh, We only had one suitcase, so I said, hey, can I help? She's like, sure, thank you. What a gentleman. It gets better. So when we got to the train station, I said to this very attractive young Hispanic lady, I have a triple, I have a triple A discount. Come on. I can save you five bucks. <laughs> five bucks. So we, went to, so we went to the counter and I told the agent that she was my sister-in-law. 
that's misinformation. Uh, yeah. Paul's a liar, Paul, obviously. Come on, Paul. And we saved her five bucks. <laughs> I did notice shortly thereafter that she had a stack of 20s about three inches high, three inches high, but it, actually he saw that yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. Anyway. And <clears> as we waited to board the train, I went to the bathroom and came back and my wife was white as ghost. Okay, okay. Wait, wait, as it goes. Yeah. I asked her what was going on, and she advised me that the lady we had been with was a star on Young and the Restless. Her name was Eva Lingoria, oh. who went on to have a great baseball career, right? <laughs> she was playing in the, in the uh, League Championship Series. Uh, neither of us knew her. On the train, <clears throat> there was a St. John's University student sleeping next to Eva, uh, and we were across the aisle. When she woke up, she exclaimed, oh, my God, you're Eva Lingoria. So um, the final kicker to the story was I w- um, that was as I was helping her with her bags in Penn Station. She Again, said, helping him. <laughs> my, yeah. Paul is a great guy. What a guy. The paper guys are great yeah. guys. Especially uh, to attractive young ladies. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm doing a, com- a comedy show tomorrow at the Copacabana. Eva Why, Longoria was doing a comedy show? Yeah. Okay. Uh, at the Copacabana. Why don't you come at nine o'clock? So we did show up and she came out in all her makeup and looked absolutely stunning. She welcomed us by name and put us at a table in the center of the stage, about two tables back. Kind of like Goodfellas. Yeah. Remember in Goodfellas? Yeah, sure. Uh, end of the story goes like this. To prove that we met her, we asked her to sign the card on the table, highlighting the actors. And she signed Paul and Julie. Thanks for the discount. Wow. Uh, and they still have the card to the day. Five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks. Hey, come here, sweetie. I can save you five bucks over here. You yeah. know, uh, put down uh, that stack not, of three inch stack of 20s, honey. I may not look special, but I'm a triple A uh, member. Right. If you know uh, what I, I mean. I don't want to break. And uh, I can tell you about Dutch cutting a 38 by 25 sheet. Or, Could Paul now also be a uh, AARP member? Oh, there's no question. He was a, uh, I mean, he now, Eva Longoria, that's a tip. That's a tip to you. You, you could probably save eight bucks with him yeah, now. Right. Maybe and, even ten. And go to Denny's yeah. afterwards. Grand Slam breakfast. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great one. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Paul. Do you know that, by the way, did you know that Eva Longoria is like a podcasting mogul? No, no. She owns her entire podcast network. We should try to a get A giant her. one. We should try to get her on and Paul and Julie on. Oh, that now that would that be would be good, that, and then we can talk about the five dollar discount. Okay, which is probably like you say, ten nowadays. I mean, I mean uh, at least. All right, so uh, we have another show, Dave. What's it called again? Uh, it's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, and we are going to talk to this week, which will be on shortly. Yeah, um, the original inspiration for Chris Farley's Farley's motivational speaker. His name is Matt Foley, which yeah. is the name that was okay. used there. So we are going to be talking to him. In fact, in three minutes. <laughs> yes, I know. We, yeah. got, we got to wrap this one yeah. up and go. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Let's go. Well, okay. So that's it. Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. You can go out and check it out. It's our other show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, another Opie show, uh, produced by executive producer Tony Lasano, who has produced this show. Thank you, Tony. Um, sorry for the uh, levels. I'm sure you've, you've fixed it all up, but uh, I'm one-handed these yeah. days, so things are not quite uh, perfect like they usually are. <laughs> uh, we'd also like to thank uh, Ed Silla, yeah. Radio Misfits uh, Podcast Network, uh, for distributing this. Great Talk Radio isn't dead, Dave. It no. just moved to a better place. No, it's like Radio paper. Misfits. Paper's not dead. <laughs> no, paper is dead. <laughs> 
definitely dead. Um, and we're going to be back again next week, uh, if, if all things go yeah. well, for another episode of Manushman. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?